Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hello and welcome to the program, UFO Warning. Today's topic, Deep State Declaring War on UFOs. That's correct. It looks like the Deep State is on the verge of declaring war on UFOs. Now, why do I say that? For some time, we know that the deep state has tried to entangle the United States into a a massive war in Syria. There's been an ongoing battle between President Trump and and his generals over involvement in the Middle East and the deep state's bloodlust to involve us in more killing over there. But Trump has stood firm. And in fact, he came out, I believe it was last week, and actually accused his top generals of warmongering and being in collusion with being in collusion with the military industrial complex. He's calling out the revolving door. This is the first time a president's ever done this. He said he said in effect that the soldiers loved him, but the generals not so much. Then we hear from Bob Woodward's book that certain high-ranking Defense Department personnel were actually in collusion, that's his assertion, to wage a coup against Trump and remove him from office. Now we've moved on to another front. It appears as though they've lost on both those fronts, and now we're hearing much more chatter about the danger of UFOs, and one has to wonder if they are not ready to implement some sort of fake UFO invasion. This has been a thought by people for a long time, that at some point, the powers that be, the deep state, would launch a fake UFO invasion in order to take over complete, iron-fisted control of the entire planet. Now, as far-fetched as that might seem to some people, if it seems far-fetched, you must have been asleep for the last five months. Because that's exactly what's happened with this whole COVID crisis. Even today, as Trump tries to uh, reopen the country five, six months later and start to ramp up production again, we have the political class fighting him tooth and nail. Even while he goes about the country campaigning and campaigning for an open America, his own COVID White House COVID task force is attempting to bully governors, force them to uh, re reorder lockdowns, and mandatory mask wearing. Even as he says that we must reopen the country, his own FDA, CDC, insists on lockdowns and lawsuits against employers. What's going on? It's the deep state striking out. And they have found the new front, the new way to use leverage, it appears. I could be wrong here, but I really see this shaping up to be something very dark, very sinister. And I just hope that some of the people that we've really come to respect through this whole UFO uh, disclosure process are not getting caught up in it and used as uh, unwitting uh, tools of this new deep state propaganda uh, 
campaign that I, for one, see on the horizon, unless we can shut it down right now. The first article comes from daily.cu.uk, Daily Mail. Now, you'll find the link at ufowarning.com. And i got to tell you, it's my website, but it's a great website. It's a news aggregator website for UFO news, kind of like Drudge used to be for conservative news. And we put the we put the links on there to the articles that we talk about in the podcast. And if you're not stopping by the website ufowarning.com to catch up on UFO news, then you're really doing yourself a disservice as a person who's interested in the subject. Now this title says, Navy pilot who witnessed infamous declassified UFO sightings said the tic-tac-shaped phenomena committed an act of war by jamming their radars when they tried to track it. We find out that former U.S. Navy pilot Commander David Fravor, along with three others, reported a potential UFO sighting off the coast of California in 2004. They saw a tic-tac-shaped object flying in the sky, hurtle down to hover over the Pacific Ocean, then zoom back into the sky. He, along with others, were sent to track the object, but when they neared it, it accelerated and disappeared in less than a second. Fravor said the object committed an act of war by jamming Navy radar. Got that? Fravor said the object committed an act of war by jamming Navy radar when they tried to track the object. Man, I don't know about that. I've heard of this kind of stuff happening with, you know, between the U.S. and the Soviets. An act of war? Now let's think about that for a second. If that's an act of war, if we're supposed to believe that, then that means that the U.S. had the right to retaliate all the way up to, uh, I suppose, a nuclear response. An act of war. This reminds me of when Hillary Clinton was describing the imaginary Russian email hacks as an act of war. Really? Somebody read your emails that you left open online? And you're going to drop an H-bomb on them? That's the kind of crazy. That's the kind of craziness that we don't need. An act of war. Could it have been an act of curiosity? Could it have been a staged event by the deep state? I don't know. A former U.S. Navy pilot is opening up about his infamous alleged UFO sighting off the coast of California in 2004. Was that 16 years? And I'm a little disappointed that this wasn't described as an act of war before. And I'm a little disappointed that I have not even heard the pilot ask the question as to why those that video that his crew members took, or his, his uh, yeah, that they were in a different plane, but they were his subordinates. He never, I have never heard him yet. Maybe I've missed the, missed the tape, but I haven't heard him yet ask, how did Tom DeLong end up with that video? And why wasn't it posted to a public website if they're going to release it? If you were a whistleblower, wouldn't it be a lot better to give that to your uh, U.S. representative, your U.S. senator? Or even do like uh, Sandra Snowden did, I suppose, and post it online somewhere. Why would you clandestinely hand it off to the New York Times? I'm more concerned about that than I am the radar uh, shenanigans, to be honest with you. Goes on, he says... Commander David Fravor said he witnessed a tic-tac-shaped object in the sky on November 10, 2004, performing extraordinary aerial maneuvers that he said no modern human technology was capable of. This is not like we saw it 
this is not like we saw it and it was gone or I saw lights in the sky and it was gone. He watched the, We watched this thing on a crystal clear day with four trained observers, Fravor said, in a sit-down interview with Russian-American YouTuber and MIT researcher Lex Friedman on Saturday, or excuse me, on September 8th. He said the phenomena committed an act of war by jamming the military's radar when they tried to trace it. Well, I'm sorry, but I think if that thing really wanted to commit an act of war on those planes, it would have just blown them out of the sky. Because something that can go three or 4,000 miles an hour, 20,000 miles an hour, whatever it was, and turn on a dime, has no worries about F-A-18 Hornet. Former U.S. Navy pilot Commander David Favorite, along with three others, reported a potential UFO sighting off the coast of California in 2004. He said on the sighting, I don't like to get into little green men, but I don't think we've developed it. I think you can hide things for a while. There is This is a giant leap in technology. Well, this is a giant leap past little green men, believe me. Videos of what the Navy w was able to trace of the object was leaked in 2017, and the case was declassified by the Pentagon earlier this year. Do you see how they just totally gloss over the... Uh, the, the, to the, the total uh, maneuver around the chain of custody with the stuff. The video that the Navy was able to trace of the object was leaked in 2017. Or we could say, some unknown party, without the permission of the Navy on any official level, gave, gave the video to the New York Times to be turned over to the former person who may have had custody of it at some point as a government employee, Louis Elizondo. Do you see the door? Elizondo was running ATIP. ATIP could very well have had possession of that tape at some time or a copy thereof. He left, he claims in part because he didn't think that the government was taking these things seriously enough. Now I got the video of him saying that linked at the website ufowarning.com. It's in a five-minute History Channel video. Elizondo says he left in part because he didn't think that the government was taking these things seriously enough. Okay, kudos to him. Is that why? Is that why that thing ended up in his possession? I mean, I would like some clarity here. I would just like to know if Elizondo took this video with him on the way out the door and used the New York Times as a, as a bag man, kind of like Comey did, right? Wasn't that... Was that the New York Times or the Washington Post that Comey used as a bag man? Took the notes on Trump, turned them over to a friend at the newspaper, and then published them. You know, these guys try to call themselves a Second Amendment protected free press. And we're being played here like a bunch of dummies. I would just like to know, did Elizondo have any knowledge that this video existed before he left ATEP? He could answer that question pretty easily, I think. And did he make arrangements before he left, or even after he left, to be the one that went, that became the receiver of that, of that material? That would be cool to know that, because it's important. Because now, that material is being used to develop a narrative that these things are dangerous. He says, Elizondo says, I think these things were dangerous, that's why I left, left the part in protest. Now Fravor's coming out 16 years later and saying, act of war. Now we're talking about getting in a war with UFOs. I think we have a right to know how the video that we're basing that uh, that new strategy on came into the public domain.
because it didn't get through. The, it didn't get there through the normal chain of command. This reminds me of the whole thing with uh, the WMDs with Saddam. They threw the babies out of the incubators. Turned out to be all crap. The girl, the girl making up that lie was a diplomat's daughter or whatever. The WMDs in Iraq. All nonsense. Lies to get us into a war. Are we going to be told UFO lies to get us into some crazy fake UFO war? Or, heaven forbid, a real one? I couldn't imagine anything more stupid than firing on a craft that can fly 10 or 20 times as fast as our vehicles can. Take right-hand turns at, I don't know, 60-70G forces that would turn a human being into a liquefied mass. And you're talking about war? Talking about threat? I mean, wasn't it wasn't it uh, Senator Mario Rubio that just came out a few weeks ago in that interview and said that it would actually be better if it was an off-planet extraterrestrial device as opposed to the Germans, or, or excuse me, the Russians, the Chinese? Because then we wouldn't have to be worried about the Russians or the Chinese. But now you're telling us that these, that these things are acting, that, that, that it's an act of war? I don't know, man. Something just does not smell right. Maybe these guys are just being perfectly honest and that's how they feel about it. And if they do, that's great. I feel much better. But the notion that these things had a will to bring us harm and didn't, it's pretty scary because that means they could anytime they want to. And the thought that we would even consider going to war with technology this advanced, it'd be like running into a machine gun nest with a wood knife. I mean, the very definition of stupidity. The article goes on and says, Video of what the Navy was able to trace, video of what the Navy was able to trace of the object was leaked in 2017 and the case was declassified by the Pentagon earlier this year. Warfare electronic jamming is a form of electronic warfare and is illegal in all 50 states. While it's not always while it's not always considered an act of war, it is interpreted as hostile. What if the guys just operate an illegal ham radio or an off-the-grid FM radio and he accidentally jams up some kind of law enforcement communication or some sort of National Guard communication? You're going to throw him in Gitmo for that? For, for, being, for being a knothead? That's an act of war in the U.S.? You know, when people talk this way, when people open that definition up so broadly, it's like the guy who just got his open carry permit He's walking through town with the handguns hanging on his side, looking for a fight. Doesn't care if the other guy's armed or not. This is when bad things happen. When you open the 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 window so wide to define something like electronic jamming as warfare, you're inviting conflict. You're inviting somebody with a hot finger trigger to pull the first trigger. To start what could eventually be a thermal nuclear war, I might point out. Just a thought. Video of what the Navy was able to trace the object was leaked in 2017, and the case was declassified by the Pentagon earlier this year. Fravor and others were conducting a routine training mission when the radio operator asked them to check out a mysterious aircraft that they had been tracking for two weeks. The operator said the object would suddenly appear at 80,000 feet, hurdle, toward the sea and hover at about 20,000 feet. 
then shoot back up into the sky. Fravor and Commander Jim Strait said two others were sent out in fighter jets to observe the shape. We see this little white tic-tac because we're about 20 feet above it. 20 feet above it. Wow. And it's, it's going north-south, north-south, and it's abrupt, he said. He explained that it didn't move like helicopters or other aircraft he was familiar with. By this time, we're driving around, and we're just watching this thing, and I go, Hey, I'm going to check it out, Fravor recalled. It's, oh, it's aware of us, and it goes bloop and start coming up, so it knows that we're there. This is like five minutes, he added. I'm going to meet it, and I'm probably a half mile away, and it's coming across my nose, and it just accelerates and disappears about 12,000 feet in less than half a second. And it's gone, Fravor said. So that's two miles and a half a second. It takes you at 60 miles an hour, a full minute, to drive one mile. Says, I remember telling the guy in my back seat, Dude, I don't know about you, but I'm pretty weirded out, he said in the interview. Faber said he and the other jets went down toward the water to see what the object was, potentially hovering around as they noticed white water when the object was over it. But it was clear blue when they reached it. Well, something was fizzing around down there, wasn't it? After landing, Faber mentioned, to the, mentioned the UFO to colleague Chad Underwood, who successfully located the unidentified object to get video on his radar. But when he attempted to trace the shape, the flying object jammed the radar. When he first sees the object, he gets an energy lock on it. When, it. when he goes to lock it up, now he's putting a bunch of energy on it. He's telling the radar, stare down the line of sight. Whenever, Whatever is there, I want you to grab it and build a trace file on it, which will tell you where it is now, how fast it is, and the direction that it's going, Fravor said. Well, wouldn't that be interpreted as an act of war by some people? You're putting your you're putting your gun sights on them. The radar is smart enough that when the signal comes back in, if it's been messed with, it will tell you. It will give you indication that it's being jammed. It's being jammed into about every mode you can see. You can tell it's being jammed. When you actively jam another platform, yes, it's technically an act of war, he added. When asked if he believes that Tic Tac shape could have been from another planet, Fravor said, it could be possible. I don't like to get into little green men, but I don't think we've developed that. I think you can hide things for a while. This is a giant leap in technology, he said. Very interesting. This is just the story that keeps on giving. I mean, there's just no way around about it. I'm going to read another take on this um, very quickly here. The thing is, we really, we really do have to step back, I think, and take a look and ask ourselves, um, is this how we want to go forward with, with our discovery of what these UFOs are? If these things are, um, if these things are advanced enough to get here, if they're advanced enough to do the things that uh, we think they've been doing, 
would it be possible that they've also got um, surveillance set up? I mean, the NSA supposedly can tape, record every single, uh, every single recording made, every single phone conversation, email, um, text messages, all that. Would it be that far out of our, um, out of the realm, say, if these, whatever they are, if they were doing the same thing? I mean, would it be possible? And look at, look, look at what their machines can do. I, you know, I'm not sure. I think, I think, you know, at some level, our government needs to be, um, a little more, a little more careful about broadcasting their intentions about broadcasting how they view these things, about describing these things as committing acts of war. I don't know. Maybe the next one won't be so nice. I want to take another look at this article here that Fravor talks about and see what they had to say. This one comes from newshub.com. Infamous 2004 UFO committed act of war pilot says who saw it. And then it just has a short... uh, Here's a... It just has a short little article here. One of the pilots who um, whose encounter with myster- <clears throat> mysterious and still unexplained object of the coast of U.S. in 2004 says, whatever it was, it committed an act of war. Well, we know when you read the article and you read the exact quote, what it says is, he says technically. He has a qualifier there. But do you see how quick the mainline media is to pick up on this notion? The bloodlust of today's media is only uh, it's only second to the bloodlust of the deep state. These people are really spoiling for a fight with somebody. They've had so much fun keeping us locked down with this COVID thing. They would just like to shove us down in our basements the next time for a good six months while they have an imaginary UFO war. That's what I think. In November 2004, anomalies had been detected on radar off the coast of California. Commander David Fravor, then a U.S. Navy pilot, was dispatched to investigate later describing what he saw as like nothing I've ever seen. The Tic Tac shaped, it says a 14 meter, 45 foot long, this is a big bird, 45 foot long Tic Tac shaped object able to turn on a dime and make itself invisible to radar. He was followed by other pilots who managed to catch it on video. Clips were leaked in 2017 by a UFO research group funded by Punk singer Tom DeLonge of Blink-182 and formally declassified in 2020 by the Pentagon. There you go again. These guys are all writing off the same script, man. Clips were leaked in 2017 by a UFO research group. Well, we know it's a for-profit UFO company. It's one of these... It's got a... It's got a kind of a... It's a... It's an odd hybrid company. You can look it up yourself. Clips were leaked... Leaked from where to where? Well, we know they were leaked by Tom DeLonge and his company to YouTube. But they didn't just leak the clips. They put a giant watermark of their company logo on it. Heck, you can hardly see the you can hardly see the stupid video from the giant watermark on it, for crying out loud. Why don't they just say cli- clips were monetized? Clips that had been released outside the normal chain of custody. Clips that had been released outside the normal chain of custody, which may or may not have at one time been in the custody 
of AATIP, the government task force tasked with assessing UFO threats, and run by Louis Elizondo, who had left the task force to go work for Tom DeLonge. Did Louis see the clips before they released back in the day, back in 04? I don't know. I don't think anybody's ever asked him. So somehow, the three clips magically arrived off two different aircraft carriers into the hands of the New York Times. At which point, the New York Times, for whatever reason, decided to give those said clips to Louis Elizondo, who of course worked for Tom DeLong and the TTSA boys, and decided to post those clips online with giant TTSA logos splashed all over them. But that part of the story just gets ignored every time I read it. A little bit annoying. If you need to know how lazy journalists are, just read one of these stories. They're so lazy. 90% of what they post is clip and paste. This is why AI is taking over journalism. Because the average journalist is too lazy to do five minutes research. Article goes on and says, He said the encounter lasted several minutes and was reacting to what they were doing. This is not like we saw it and it was gone, or I saw lights in the sky and it was gone. We watched this thing on a crystal clear day with our trained observers. Fravor said he tried to get close to it, but once he got within a few hundred meters, it accelerated so quickly it was gone in just a half a second. Now we know from the other article that he was actually 20 feet away from it. That's what he says. I remember telling the guy in my back seat, dude, I don't know about you, but I'm pretty weirded out. Well, I imagine he was. And it goes on there and it kind of repeats the same thing that we've been talking about here for a little bit. So we have this we have this shift that's been going on for a while. I've got the video on there from uh, maybe sometime last fall, I think. It was posted on YouTube. It was from the History Channel with Louis Elizondo saying, you know, talking about how he viewed these things as a threat not thinking the government took him seriously enough, and that's why he left, blah, blah, blah. We've got Fravor updating his eyewitness testimony, saying that this thing committed an act of war against him. We've got the generals coming out almost weekly, telling us that these things are a threat. I don't know if you tuned into, I think it was last night on Coast to Coast AM, uh, Greenwald was on there from the Black Vault. He talked, what it sounded like, from what I got from the interview with Nori, was that basically he's... I mean, he might as well be living in a black vault or trying to get into one because it sounds like uh, they've just shut him down on his FOIA request. He says, well, we've only got one person we can go to now. I wanted to call into George and say, hey, I did a podcast about a month ago about that. Her name is Susan Gow or Goff, spelled G-O-U-G-H. Lifetime military background. Uh, she's expert in PSYOPs. Expert. Expert in PSYOPs. You're not messing with, uh, you're not messing with Bambi, okay? This deer's got the gun. But poor old Greenwall says he's only got one person to go to for FOIA request, and she's not really saying much. No, that's why they put her there. She is an expert in psyops. Let me repeat that: the DoD gal is an expert in psyops. Go back to the Twitter account, look up the links. This is not rocket science. This is not a secret. 
I'm not talking bad about somebody. I'm not trying to propose a conspiracy theory. I'm just telling you that the person the DOD put in charge of being their spokesperson for the UFO stuff is a PSYOPs expert. She's a communications expert. Expert. Think about that when they tell you, oh, well, we made another mistake. Did we say that? Oh, did we change our tune? Oh, I'm sorry. They're running a PSYOPs on you. You're wasting your time with FOIAs, I think, from here on in. They've tightened up the ship. They're going into attack mode. They're changing the narrative. These things are no longer little green men come to make peace. The Pope's not included. Nobody's getting baptized. At least not from those ships. Okay? The narrative is shifting. Act of war. Listen up. It says here from www.3nhk.or.jp. This is a, a, a Japanese link. And it's about Japan. Defense minister outlines responses to UFOs. As always, the Japanese are right in march step with the Americans. But they've got to be so confused right now. Seeing the absolute one after another barrage of coup attempts against President Trump... The avalanche of insubordination waged against him every single day. You have to wonder if they even know who they're supposed to listen and obey to. It says here, Japan's defense minister has instructed his ministry and self-defense personnel on what to do in the event they encounter unidentified flying objects or UFOs. Konotaro issued the instructions on Monday. Remember, they're, they're what, their prime minister? He just stepped down because he had the health issues. They call for reports to be made if anyone spots an unidentifiable object in the air that could affect the country's defense and security. The guidelines also urge all-out efforts to take photos or videos of the object to carry out necessary analysis. I anticipate many, many drone reports. I'll repeat. I anticipate many, many drone reports. The Defense Ministry says the instructions were issued due to an increase in the use of, oh, wait a minute, drones and other objects that fly directly from, that fly differently from conventional airlines. See, I hadn't even read that. I'm, I'm reading this article green, and I already knew what I was going to say. Earlier this year, the U.S. Defense Department released videos showing what it claims were UFOs and set up a task force to investigate them. Well, if the idiot that wrote this article would like to identify what those three UFOs were, then we could quit calling them unidentified and refer to them by whatever term this enlightened journalist proposed, if I could be that direct. Because how much idiocy does it take to sit there and watch it hour-long interview with a U.S. Air Force commander who calls this thing a UFO and describes how it travels two miles and a half a second. I mean, isn't it kind of stupid to sit there and question whether or not that thing is unidentified? It's been 16 years. Nobody's identified it yet. But this, this, this individual... This, this writer of this article, they have the nerve to come out and say, objects the U.S. calls unidentified. Wow. Well, there's no limit 
to the arrogance of a debunker. Rest assured, there is no limit to the arrogance of a debunker. And you know, if you're going to get any kind of truth about the whole UFO phenomenon, you're not going to get it reading articles written by people that hate the notion of something bigger than them out there. And that's what this is about. You know, the U.S. government likes to come out and say, well, people that believe in God, they're going to lose their faith because a UFO was encountered. That's rubbish. The people that really lose their cookies over a UFO being seen are the people that have no belief system because they believe that they're at the top of the food chain. And when they see a machine or a phenomena that can travel at two miles and a half a second, that challenges everything they don't believe in. They get their undies all twisted up. And then they sit down and they write little articles and tell people like you and I how stupid we are because we don't accept that every one of these is explainable. Well, I'm here to tell you that this thing is not explainable, but I'm not sure it's committed an act of war. These are the paradigms that we are squeezed between as people who have a interest in the UFO phenomena. You have one side, three sides actually, and one side just thinks these things are here to help. The other side, they think that they're so smart that there's nothing out there bigger, badder, or smarter than them. And they're going to be the first ones to tell you that. And then we have the deep state that either wrongly or rightly tells us how dangerous these things are. And I think they might be. But do we trust the very people who have lied to us about the COVID scamdemic for the last five, six months? Not me. Until next time, this is UFO Warning. Over and out.